I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truths and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hello, I'm Sandra, your host, and today I want to talk about something that has happened to me many times and maybe it has to you as well. Have you ever eagerly set out to meet a friend and you genuinely wanted to find out what was going on with them since you had seen them last, and because you had missed their company, but you also have a desire to have that rendered back to you and them show a genuine interest in you and what you have been up to, and to get their input or their advice in your life because you respect their opinion? But when you leave them, instead you feel empty and disappointed because all they did was talk about themselves and not ask you anything about you or what you had been up to. So there was no open door to the conversation that you had so desperately desired to share with them and to get their input on. I feel certain you probably have because I have had this happen many times and I most likely have done this to people in my life as well, but wasn't aware of it at the time. But I do desire to be a good listener and a friend, as I'm sure you do too. So let's talk about this today. When we turn to God's holy word, which gives all the instructions we need for our lives, in Philippians 2, 1-3, it reads, Think about what we have in Christ, the encouragement he has brought us, the comfort of his love, our sharing in his spirit, and the mercy and kindness he has shown us. If you enjoy these blessings, then do what will make my joy complete. Agree with each other and show your love for each other. Be united in your goals and in the way you think. In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourselves. So there we have it. In whatever we do, we are told not to let selfishness or pride be our guide. We are told to be humble and to honor others more than ourselves. What is humility? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines humility as freedom from pride or arrogance. I think many times people think humble means being passive. For example, many years ago, I had a boss who had a meeting with all of us workers one day. The boss described some problems with the procedures that were in place and instructed us what they wanted us to do to fix them. The boss never asked any of us for our opinion on the solutions. However, a couple of employees decided to interject their opinions as the meeting was about to be adjourned. I saw no obvious signs from the boss that their input was welcomed, so I kept my ideas to myself. I did this because I always try to follow the chain of command. I realized my boss was my superior, and I had not heard them ask for any input. So I figured that I had walked away in good standing with our boss for not trying to override their suggestions that day. However, 
I found out later from a co-worker and one of the boss's pets that the boss had shared with them that I was too passive because I didn't speak out that day. I was shocked by this information because I thought I was hired to do what the boss asked of me, and the boss had not asked me, nor had they implied they wanted input from anyone, so I had kept quiet. I thought I was showing humility and that I was in submission to my superiors, but instead I had been deemed as passive. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the word passive is used to describe someone who allows things to happen or who accepts what other people do or decide without trying to change anything. But as we saw in my example, it wasn't that I didn't have an opinion or desire to see change on what had been presented by my boss that day. Working hands-on, I had already identified this area of weakness in our operating procedures and actually had a handful of ideas that may help already. But to me, my superior had not indicated they desired my input, and I had already had a previous experience where I had tried to discuss other potential areas of weakness, but they had shut me down and were not open to my suggestions. So, on the day I'm sharing about, I was just glad we were working on the issue and that they were aware of it, and I was following the orders of my superior as I thought a good employee should. And this got me thinking about Jesus and how he might have been misunderstood because of his times of silence, and whether or not he had been classified as passive by some at times. One of those times, for example, is in John 19, when Jesus was taken before Pilate, and he asked him, Who are you? Jesus gave no answer. And Pilate said, Speak thou not to me. Do you not know that I have the power to crucify thee and power to release thee? When Jesus answered, he said, Thou could have no power at all against me, except it was given to you from above. Therefore he that delivered me to you hath the greater sin. You know, Jesus could have been giving complete explanations, examples, and proofs of who he was. He could have been fighting for his life. He could have called legions of angels to help him. He could have done many miracles to prove that he was the king and dispelled any doubt at all. But he didn't. Why? In my opinion, it is because he was following the instructions of his superior, God, his father. He was completing the job set before him to do as he was instructed to do it. So let's continue reading in Philippians 2 and pick back up where we left off at verse 4, which says, Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. In your life together, think the way Christ Jesus thought. He was like God in every way, but he did not think that his being equal with God was something to use for his own benefit. Instead, he gave up everything, even his place with God. He accepted the role of a servant, appearing in human form. During his life as a man, he humbled himself by being fully obedient to God, 
even when that caused his death, death on a cross. So God raised him up to the most important place and gave him the name that is greater than any other name. God did this so that every person will bow down to honor the name of Jesus. Everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth will bow. They will all confess, Jesus Christ is Lord, and this will bring glory to God the Father. So Jesus definitely wasn't passive in my opinion. He did all he possibly could do to educate, train, and lead by example, and to change how people lived and the choices they made in the way he lived his life as a man on earth and with examples that he left for us in his holy word. He was instead humble and submissive to his father and the job he was sent to do. And thank God he accomplished his assignment here with flying colors. Otherwise, we would not have forgiveness for our sins. In a letter to the Ephesians, either written by Paul or one of his helpers, in 4, 1-4, it says, So, as a prisoner for the Lord, I beg you to live the way God's people should live, because he chose you to be his. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient and accept each other with love. You are joined together with peace through the Spirit. Do all you can to continue as you are, letting peace hold you together. There is one body and one spirit, and God chose you to have one hope. Proverbs fifteen thirty-one through 33 tells us, To be counted among the wise, you must learn to accept helpful criticism. If you refuse to be corrected, you are only hurting yourself. Listen to criticism and you will gain understanding. Wisdom teaches you to respect the Lord. You must be humbled before you can be honored. Like in my example from a previous employer, I felt criticized yet had to remain humbled to my supervisor. So I want to share an article I read at Forbes.com written by a man named Jeff Boss on the 13 Habits of Humble People so that we can all get a better idea of what it is to be humble. Humble people can receive a bad rap, he says. Humility is frequently associated with being too passive, submissive, or insecure, but this couldn't be any further from the truth. Instead, humble people are quite the opposite. They're confident and competent in themselves, so much so that as a result, they seek to self-actualize by helping others. Humble people are still self-sufficient, they just don't feel the impulse to boast about themselves, but instead let their actions speak for their ideas. To be humble is not to think less of oneself, but to think of oneself less. To help us identify what humble looks like and how we can adopt a greater humility for ourselves, after all, who doesn't need greater humility, 
Here are the 13 habits of humble people. 1. They are situationally aware. Situational awareness is a function of emotional intelligence as it is being aware of oneself, the group, the actions of each, and the social dynamics therein. As such, situationally aware people aim their focus outward as they try to absorb or learn more about the situation. 2. They retain relationships. Studies have shown that humble people are more likely to help friends than their prideful counterparts. As a result, they maintain stronger personal and professional relationships. A study of more than a thousand people with roughly 200 in leadership positions revealed that companies with people in those leadership positions had a more engaged workforce and less employee turnover. 3. They make difficult decisions with ease. Since humble people put others' needs before their own, when faced with difficult decisions, they respect the moral and ethical boundaries that govern the decision and base their decision-making criteria off a sense of shared purpose rather than self-interest. 4. They put others first. Humble people know their self-worth. As a result, they don't feel the need to cast themselves before others just to show them how much they know. Instead, humble people realize that nobody cares how much they know until those people know how much they're cared for. Humility is the true key to success. Successful people lose their way at times. They often embrace and overindulge from the fruits of success. Humility halts this arrogance and self-indulging trap. Humble people share the credit and wealth, remaining focused and hungry to continue the journey of success. That's from Rick Pitino. Number five. They listen. There's nothing more annoying than being in a conversation with someone who you can just tell is dying to get his or her words in. When you see their mental gears spinning, it's a sign that they're not listening, but rather waiting to speak. Why? Because they believe that what they have to say is more valuable than listening to you. In other words, they're placing their self-interest first. Humble people, however, actively listen to others before summarizing the conversation. Moreover, humble people don't try to dominate a conversation or talk over people. They're eager to understand others because they're curious. Speaking of which, number six, they're curious. Humble people seek knowledge because they are perpetual learners and realize that they don't have all the answers. They glean knowledge from the experiences of others and crave more opportunities to learn. Number seven, they speak their minds. While actively listening is certainly important, 
Humble people aren't afraid to speak their minds because being wrong is not a fear that they have. They know that to bridge the gap between unwillingness and willingness, there must be action. They summon the courage to face difficulty as they graciously accept to sacrifice themselves. Number eight, they take time to say thank you. At a business dinner, for example, no matter whether you're engaged in a heated conversation with others or not, humble people take the time to express thanks to the service for tending to the little things. Number nine, they have an abundance mentality. Humble people don't believe that one person's win necessarily means another person's loss. Instead, they know there's plenty of opportunities to go around and that finding it just necessitates collaboration and communication. Number 10. They start sentences with you rather than I. Humble people put others at the forefront of their thoughts. Humble people brag about others while prideful people brag about themselves. Number 11. They accept feedback. Humble people are not only receptive to constructive criticism, but actively seek it because they know that feedback is a pathway to improvement. Number 12. They assume responsibility. Rather than placing blame on the system or the behaviors of others, Humble people assume responsibility by speaking up and owning their part. Number 13. They ask for help. Part of being humble means realizing that you don't have all the answers. No one does. Humble people acknowledge what they do and do not know and enlist help for the latter. I thought that was a nice list to give an idea of the characteristics of a humble person and how it is very different from being passive. And it bears repeating that to be humble is not to think less of oneself, but to think of oneself less. The Bible teaches us this and how we are to love others as ourselves. In 1 Corinthians 3, 1-7, it says, I may speak in different languages, whether human or even of angels, but if I don't have love, I am only a noisy bell or a ringing cymbal. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all secrets and know everything there is to know. And I may have faith so great that I can move mountains. But even with all this, if I don't have love, I am nothing. I may give away everything to help others. I may even give my body as an offering to be burned. But I gain nothing by doing all of that if I don't have love. What is love? Verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag, and it is not proud. Love is not rude. It is not selfish. 
and it cannot be made angry easily. Love does not remember wrongs done against it. Love is never happy when others do wrong, but it is always happy with the truth. Love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting, never loses hope, and never quits. That tells me that Jesus was definitely the epitome of love and humility. If we look at Proverbs 22:44, it tells us, Respect the Lord and be humble. Then you will have wealth, honor, and true life. And Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14 says, Now what should we learn from everything that is written in this book? Talking about the Bible. The most important thing a person can do is respect God and obey His commands because He knows about everything people do, even the secret things. He knows all about the good and the bad, and He will judge people for everything they do. And Colossians three, twelve through 15 reads, God has chosen you, and He has made you his holy people. He loves you, so your new life should be like this. Show mercy to others. Be kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Don't be angry with each other, but forgive each other. If you feel someone has wronged you, forgive them. Forgive others because the Lord forgave you. Together with these things, the most important part of your new life is to love each other. Love is what holds everything together in perfect unity. Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking. It is for peace that you were chosen to be together in one body and always be thankful. Amen. We need to be striving to live life as a humble person, to even eat a little humble pie when necessary, by admitting when we are wrong and asking forgiveness from others as we strive to walk in love. I will close with one more short verse. It is from Proverbs 27 two, and it reads, Let someone else praise you and not your own mouth an outsider, and not your own lips. Let's live a humble life and leave our horn tootin' to someone else. As I wrap up today, I encourage you to go to our website at msgofhope.com and on the podcast tab, you will find episode 39 where you can re-listen to this podcast and find the references for the scriptures we read together today so that you can study them for yourself and make any adjustments according to what God alone lays on your specific heart. And as always, we thank you for listening to our podcast or reading our blog and for helping us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ by liking and sharing it with your friends. And if our podcast has helped you in any way 
or you need prayer, we would love to know about that. You can contact us at msgofhope1 at gmail.com or directly on our website through messaging. Now as I log off, I want to bless you with a prayer. Ready? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for loving us, for your humility and obedience to your Father God by living and dying for us so that we can be free from the guilt and stain of our sins. Help us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, help us to be humble and value others above ourselves, not looking to our own interests, but to the interests of others as we interact with them every day of our lives. We love you, Lord. Amen. Until next time, Shalom.